Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Garage Logic segment number one. It's comfortable. It's comfortable, isn't it? How are you? Great. See, right as we speak, and and Height is monitoring this in the newsroom. Remember yesterday we got the report that NASA says they had found something on Mars, but they embargoed revealing what that is until 1 o'clock our time. They're having a press conference as we speak. It's being live streamed on their YouTube channel. Chances are it's going to be something uh, terribly dry and scientific. Uh, maybe something about the, the Curiosity rover or what have you, which apparently has been up there drilling holes in Mars. Yeah, but they made such a big deal about it that that, that makes it exciting. That's been up there a long time on Mars. <clears throat> yeah. And so the media and public are invited to ask questions during a live discussion at 2 p.m. Eastern time today. On new science results from NASA's Mars Curiosity rover. So we don't know what that is, but uh, we have a crack newsman on top of that mm-hmm. waiting for that to uh, to develop. You're not uh, the twins are underway. They lost again last night. Uh, I'm worried. I don't. Uh, I'm just not paying much attention till they get to 500. Right, that's your theory. So you, that's I'm your a 500 mode kind of, of operation guy. is you got to get to 500 before I'll even uh, open the 500 door. 500 kind of guy. I got an email from Lori. Saying what? I've been a female commercial carpenter for 29 years. About 20 years ago, my rideshare partner listened to Garage Logic, and I've been a big fan ever since. Oh, I'm very conservative, so don't confuse me with the crazy hot matrix. Uh-huh. I'm a redhead. I thought you might like these pictures, though. Love you lots. Hey, now. Nice. Okay. Hey, sure now. Do. And then she sent pictures of uh, apparently among her uh, craftsmanship or craftswomanship has been working on the new Vikings facility. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. We mm-hmm. appreciate that van carpooler that turned her on to Garage Logic. Did you have any success with that thing? Well, um, I can continue, but I'm trying to pay attention to the show. But I will certainly. Well, you continue and I'll read the story. <clears throat> okay. Two of the world's best rock climbers coped with frightening falls and the deaths of two fellow climbers on the same rock in a month-long quest to shatter a mythical record in Yosemite National Park. Tenacity paid off yesterday as Alex Honold and Tommy Caldwell reached the top of El Capitan, the most celebrated slab of granite on Earth, in less than two hours, breaking a barrier compared to the four-minute mile. They went. They did it in one hour and 58 minutes and seven seconds. That capped weeks of practice and a few stumbles on the so-called nose route that runs up the middle of the 
foot sheer monolith. Honold did not think they were on a record pace until he glanced at his phone timer as he ran for the tree that marks the finish line. He told the AP by phone as he hiked down from the summit. Uh, that's fantastic. It really is. Uh, the duo broke the record three times in the past week, covering more than 20 minutes off a 2017 record. Honold said it would have been easy to stop after breaking records Monday and May 30, but they pressed toward the two-hour goal he considered the human potential. Hans Florine held the record off and on between 1990 and 2012. I did not know that uh, that was a record uh keeping task well we don't we, we're not free climbers so of course we wouldn't uh we wouldn't really pay attention to that climbing yeah. times on el cap have fallen since warren harding and two others made the first ascent 60 years ago that took 12 days <laughs> that 12 days 12 days and these guys did it and these guys did it in one hour and 58 minutes and seven seconds <clears throat> As I hammered in the last bolt and staggered over the rim, it was not at all clear to me who was the conqueror and who was the conquered, Harding said afterwards. Uh, okay. Well, that's fantastic. Now, I do have I have some audio of uh, one of the climbers. Okay. And this is... Do we know if it's Honold or... Uh, it's... Um, Tommy Caldwell? It's or the other Alex guy. Honold. It's Alex. It's Alex. All right. I just have always, I mean, so even before the gym opened, I was like climbing on trees and buildings and like climbing on the roof and like playing on things. I love like swinging on the, on monkey bars, all that kind of stuff. Extreme version of typical kid playing okay. around. Cause it's the same, like I was playing on all the same stuff, but I was just probably taking it a few steps further. Yeah. Like, I remember like hiding on the roof of the school, like, you know, <laughs> things like that, just random. Um, but yeah. And then once the gym opened, I love the movement. I just love like, yeah, I love the movement of climbing. <laughs> Right here, some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. <laughs> Bud, what's your problem? Yeah. Oh, gnarly! Yeah. Well, good for these kids. Well, they're not kids. Alex Honnold's 32 and Tommy Caldwell's 39. I, I don't have a brass pair like that, nor the desire. Uh, for me, that's an unnecessary risk, as two climbers unfortunately learned uh, several days ago. Uh, this story should tell me how many people have died trying to do this. Trying to break the record or just climbing El Capitan? How many people have died climbing El Capitan, I wonder? We'll see if I can find out. Meanwhile, this just in. Yep, here we go. John Height monitoring NASA's press conference on the discovery of on Mars. War of the Worlds. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Uh, the announcement, they've found organic molecules from an ancient lake bed in Mars. Now, that's not specifically evidence of life, Yeah, but it could indicate... That there once was. Life. So you're telling me there might you're be telling a me there's a chance. There's a chance. That's so, right. So what 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 that suggests then is that they could they could speculate that Mars once had water. That's well, they already know that there are oh. ancient lake beds on oh. Mars. We've known that for a while. Until everybody there drove a car yeah. and <laughs> kind of global warming and they killed them all. You know, yeah. that's disintegrated. There's another announcement. Speaking of gas, also, uh, did you know that uh, Mars has methane spikes? I did not know that. I did not know that. What either. does that mean? Uh, methane gas uh, spikes poof, oh, just, just pop up. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, and I found out that we've always known this also, but now, according to a scientist I just listened to, they now uh, know when they occur. There are seasonal patterns really? to when those occur, and they're trying to figure out why that is. And if there is a biological origin to that, which would indicate, again, 
uh, perhaps uh, that life somehow was involved. So okay, it's like Princess me, Bride, you know the secrets of the fire swamp. Yeah. Let me start with my stupid questions. Well, God, I hope you don't want me to answer. Well, right. I mean, and I, I read off the bat, I'm advertising that they're probably pretty stupid. For, let me even <laughs> preface it. Let, let me even preface it further with, I, despite my intense curiosity about most things, mm-hmm. I, I've kind of let space go. I'm not that. I'm more interested in what's under the oceans, for example. Okay, sure. I'm more interested on this earth, which I think remains uh, to a large extent a mystery in many areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. So I've really let space go. So I happen. I'm not a space guy. Okay. I'm not a space guy. Uh, meaning you you don't want them to go to Mars to to draw I gas. No, I don't care. Natural I don't gas. care that they're there. Uh, and, and obviously that's of a tremendous interest to science. But if you saw a family of 7 walking the uh, <laughs> the the earth or the planet Mars, I'd become more interested. Okay. Okay. Okay, well that leads me to my question. Do have planets moved around in the universe? In other words, let's say the universe has always been like it is today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Life as we know it could not exist on Mars because it's too close to the sun. Would that be a correct statement? Um, Mars, or is, or is Mars farther away from the sun than we are. No, Mars is livable. It just doesn't have an atmosphere. We could live on Mars. We could. How do you know? Because I remember that from school. I, I don't remember what the average temperature is, but it gets warm and cold. But it's it's livable. Because huh. I guess my question would have been, uh, if there was life. Uh, what kind of life? Right. It, w- it wouldn't be the same, obviously. I don't think it would be we have. people going to the Twins games. <laughs> no. and yeah, probably so correct. I, I don't know what kind of life matter they might be anticipating. Maybe I, maybe plant life or something. Yeah. I don't think they know yeah. what, you know, from listening to them what they're anticipating. Uh, and each of I t- heard two different scientists talk about these uh, finds, yeah. and both of them basically uh, gave long explanations of how uh, they're in this for the long run, and it may take a long time to really right. figure out uh, if Mars ever But, had but in the interest of being fact-based, we better establish something that I should know, and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm unapologetic, I guess, for not knowing it. Which planet is farther from the sun, the Earth or Mars? That I don't know. Well, Rook, you got to find that out for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, the average temperature on Mars is 65 degrees below Ooh. Celsius, so 85 degrees below zero. Okay. The Earth's average I is I don't 50. find that livable, by the way. <laughs> I don't mean like it, we'd, be, we'd be comfortable, but I'm just saying You'd it would be... You'd have to have a hell of a heater. <laughs> right, right. All right. All right, now we're looking for where Mars is placed. i got to think it's farther from the sun, uh, no, closer to the sun than we are. Mars is the fourth planet from the sun and the second smallest in the system. Okay. And now let's and go. And where are we? If Mars is the fourth planet from the sun, where are we? And uh, this is probably rudimentary stuff. It's going to drive that well, psycho crazy who writes his letters. Well, that's okay. We haven't, you know, we haven't <laughs> no, had it on no for idea. a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we the third? Because Remember the comedy TV show, Third Rock from the Sun? Third Rock. We're the third. Mars okay. is fourth. <laughs> Good. So, so oh Mars, my God! So that is how hey. that's how you found the location is a Stop. TV show. Stop. Yep. Mars is then farther from the sun. Correct. That is correct. We yep. are mm-hmm. all right. So it goes Mercury. Yep. And then uh, Venus. Yep. And then Earth. Yep. Mars. Yep. And then where do we go? Where's Uranus? Right above my seat. <laughs> I, I mean, I threw that one to you. Yeah, I, thanks. Appreciate. You really did. And it's knowing, way out knowing there. you wouldn't be able to resist it. 
Pluto, you got a Pluto going there. Well, don't you? is Pluto? I mean, did Pluto lose its credentials? We, we dumped that once, but then they didn't they uh, reinstate it. I bring Pluto it? back. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. I think they reinstated. Yeah, it. they didn't want to offend. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> know Neptune's what? out there. Uh, the hell with it. Jupiter's got the big thing. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Yeah, I'm going to stick to verse where you can hear stuff like this. Yeah. One of the greatest songs on this earth? I think so. And Mars. Okay, you were speaking of taking risks, and you think climbing El Capitan would be an unnecessary risk. Uh, it's like riding a roller coaster when you're 70. <clears throat> or 49. An urban explorer who died while photographing the inside of a storm drain in Philadelphia <sighs> is being remembered as the Bando Queen, a thrill seeker popular on social media for visiting and photographing unnervingly still yet beautiful places. Rebecca Bunting, 30, was swept away by a flash flood Saturday while exploring Pennypack Creek with her boyfriend who called 911. Her body was found one day later. Wow. Bunting enjoyed delving into abandoned and forgotten man-made structures. Her Instagram account is dedicated to her explorations, churches, prisons, train yards, hospitals. She did she she took some gorgeous photographs. She was the bando queen. I don't know what bando means. Oh, just a minute. Oh. Here it is. Bando is an abandon, I think. Okay. She was the bando queen, friend and fellow explorer Carly Weiss told Philadelphia.com using their thrill seeker lingo for abandoned place. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Your art was admired by many and an inspiration to always explore more. One user wrote, see you in the sunsets. Uh, the urban explorer lifestyle is a risky practice. Explorers often trespass onto the properties they photograph, and in some cases, the buildings uh, are no longer uh, occupied, and, and, and they're dangerous. Okay, here's what I'm leading up to. Yep, I think I know. Well, she's being celebrated, which is fine, I guess, by this so-called urban exploring community. Okay. You can foghorn community there. Yeah, I think I will. Here. But this is the equivalent... <laughs> And I'm not demeaning uh, anyone who's lost their life, but this is the equivalent of these bicycle activists who go and throw up a ghost bike uh, at the intersection where a biker absolutely brought about his or her own death. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Terribly, terribly. But, but they brought about their own death. So, so what is the point of the ghost bike? Well, it's, it's the activist way of saying that we, we bicyclists are vulnerable. We're a, we're a, we're, we're at risk because of you motorists and what have you. No, you you killed yourself on the bike. You you weren't paying attention. Right. Well, it's the same thing here. How yes. can you go in a if you're killed by a flash flood in a storm drain, chances are you either didn't pay attention to the weather. And now this is what this is what I was gonna say. Or you ignored what the weather appeared to be shaping up to be, which apparently was enough of a rainstorm to uh, obviously fill a storm drain. Right. Well, that's 
You might be, uh, lady, uh, you bando queen, sorry, God bless you. You you might have been the bando queen, and your photography w- was lovely, but you had lost all relationship with nature. Just for pictures of an, a storm drain. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure had she survived, those two would have been... She was a really great photographer. Her, her stuff was very nice stuff. I haven't seen it, and I, I don't dispute your opinion. But that's that's exactly what that's what would keep me out of that, or at least with one eye open. I'm not. I don't want to go into a storm unless we've had a drought. I'm not going into a storm drain if there's a thunderstorm on the horizon. Right. Now you can call it a flash flood, which and you could make the argument maybe that well, it's that it happened so quickly. B as in B, S as in S. Any weather forecast you might have listened to that day in Philadelphia uh, or two days before would have anticipated in some way uh, a rainfall event significant enough to bring about problems. Yes. So that's when you would not go and stand in a storm drain. Uh, Other people, uh, this story goes on to mention other people who have fallen to their death because they... We're in abandoned hotels or whatever. I'm aware of the. Uh, I'm aware of the fascination. I'm sure there are urban explorers. Uh, I'm. Uh, in fact, I know there are urban explorers here in the Twin Cities, and uh, you know they go into those old grain silos, what have you. Uh, okay, but don't go in a storm drain uh, on a hot, humid day when there might be a, a heavy rainfall. Unnecessary risk. Didn't two fishermen just have to get rescued here in Minneapolis? Uh, yes. Ten days ago or so because, what, they were at the mouth of, were they at the mouth of where Minnehaha Creek uh, dumps into the Mississippi? Yeah, they were, uh, I forget what vessel they were in. But they, I'm not sure they were in a vessel. I think they were on foot. But they were there when... when uh, all the all the rain came. Storm came right. and, and uh, off, they needed to be rescued. And they were successfully. Always respect, they weren't urban explorers. Always respect the power of water and electricity. Thank you. Yep. Is John Height ready? When we come back. Tom. Commencing garage logic segment number three. What's this? Gritty Pilitty. Gritty. I can't find the explosive button, so do me a favor and take it way down before I have to blow it up. Singing Perfect Way. And. To put an exclamation. John, before we begin, uh, to put an exclamation point on this uh, discussion about risk taking, Uh uh, emailer uh, Wilson, frequent emailer, uh, uh, notified me about this story. A woman named uh, Charlotte. Fox was among a handful of people who survived a deadly descent from Mount Everest in 1996. She survived it. Others died. Her experiences were recounted in the book Into Thin Air. Okay. Uh, They were trapped by a blizzard. She wanted to die. She was in painful cold. Okay. She's now 61. She lives in Telluride, Colorado. Yeah, nice. She died falling down her steps in her house. Oh, you gotta be kidding. Wow. She survives coming down Everest in a blizzard and fell down the steps in her house in Colorado and died. Who was our guy? Oh, Eric Simonson with uh, Ghosts of Everest. Remember that guy we had on? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, That was Perfect Way by Scritti Politti. Yeah, I never want to hear it again either. He played it for a reason I just figured out. Just a minute. Let me figure it out. Okay. 
Should I figure it out? You wouldn't no, know yet. You, you wouldn't know yet. Oh, then what, what What was the reason? You'll know it in just moments. All right, here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thanks, in Joe. The, in the uh, TCL Broadcast Studios newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Sunny in 74. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Twins and White Sox playing down at Target Field. Uh, the reason he played that was uh, we were talking right before that. Jose Barrios had been perfect through four and two-thirds innings. Oh. Uh, but then somebody doubled. I, I so. jinxed him, huh? You, well, somebody doubled before you played it. Uh, then that fellow was thrown out at the plate, though, and the Twins are hitting the ball all over the place. They lead the White Sox 7 to nothing. We're going into the bottom of the fifth. Uh, pent-up frustration, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Barrios, as we said, uh, has only given up the one hit uh, at the plate. Eduardo Escobar with a two-run homer in the first inning. Uh, Avery Adrianza with a solo shot in the third. And Eddie Rosario, who's again got two hits, uh, hit a long homer on a three-run homer. In the fourth inning, Twins lead seven. Does this account for the absence of Moron number two? Is he at the ballpark? Uh, he's not. I think is Big Boy at the ballpark? Mr. Lawnmower in the pool? Is he, he at the ballpark? He was here earlier. Oh, was yeah, he's, no, he's him. here. He's oh. going to be here. Oh. Where's, where's Moron number two? I think it was, uh, was it the uh, family? Uh, oh, like yeah. a field day or something, something like that? Yeah, yeah, Little Man or something like that. He's yeah. pretending to be a father today, oh. I think. <laughs> News notes from today. That wasn't very nice. I know it wasn't. Uh, Police have not yet made any arrests after two men were shot late last night. According to the Minneapolis Police Department, it happened around 10 o'clock on the 4800 block of Emerson Avenue North. When police got there, they found the men with gunshot wounds. Authorities said they were transported to North Memorial. One victim in critical condition, the other in satisfactory. Authorities said they believe the two men were working on a motorcycle in the alley when somebody drove by and fired shots. An investigation is underway. That motorcyclist we talked about the other day who allegedly fled police in Fridley before crashing into a car on University Avenue Tuesday has died from his injuries, according to police. The Fridley Police Department identified the driver as 18-year-old Zachary Mitchell McGee of New Brighton. An officer tried to stop McGee near 61st Avenue Northeast and University about 1130 in the morning Tuesday. Police allege he was driving recklessly and exhibiting conduct, they said, that would suggest he wanted the police to try and stop him. Police said McGee fled southbound on University, but no officers pursued because of policy and safety concerns. Witnesses then say McGee ran a red light at 49th Avenue Northeast, hit the rear driver's side of a car in the intersection. He was not wearing a helmet and was taken to Hennepin County Medical Center. Driver of the car not injured. Police said the Hennepin County Medical Examiner will release more details about McGee's death following an investigation. All right. So do we know if he was trying to evade police because he was wanted for something or was he trying to play a game with them? At this point, there's no indication from police that he was wanted for anything. Well, then he uh, was a moron. Their original report uh, made that statement about they he wanted police to attempt to stop him, which would indicate what you said in the first place, I think. But uh, it was some kind of... Huh. Another example of an unnecessary risk. Well, you're asking for it on, oh, right. on a bike. President, Do- President Donald Trump said today he's very well prepared for next week's summit with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, but the outcome, he said, depends less on preparation than on attitude or the willingness to get things done. Hosting Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in the Oval Office for consultations before the summit, Trump described the Kim meeting as much more than a photo op. Abe requested this meeting with Trump today to elevate his country's concerns about the summit. Trump said of North Korea, they have to denuke, we cannot take sanctions off. He predicted he'll know very quickly whether Kim is serious about dealing with U.S. demands. He said, I don't think I have to prepare very much. It's more about attitude. He added, I think I've been prepared for the summit for a long time, as has the other side. As for the summit sidelines, Trump said he will not be playing golf with Kim. And that despite press reports, former NBA star Dennis Rodman is not on the guest list. 
Trump said of Rodman, I like him. He's a nice guy. No, he was not invited. Huh. Just days after the... He's tr- going to be there. He's going to be in town, right? At he'll, least. Be in ta- he'll be in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, just days after the death of fashion icon Kate Spade, which the medical examiner confirmed was a suicide today, new government research sheds light on a disturbing increase in suicides in the U.S. The report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that suicide rates have risen dramatically across most of the country in the past three decades. Suicide is now the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., one of just three leading causes that are on the rise. According to the study, the rate of suicide in the U.S. rose almost 30%. From 1999 to 2016, in 2016, nearly 45,000 Americans aged 10 or older died by suicide. While prevention efforts mainly focus on identifying and providing treatment for people with mental illness, experts say suicide is rarely caused by just a single factor. In fact, researchers say they found that more than half the people who died by suicide during the study did not have a known diagnosed mental health condition at the time of their death. A Virginia National Guard officer accused of driving an armored personnel carrier off base while under the influence of drugs says he was ordered to do so as part of a training exercise. First Lieutenant Joshua Yaboot said today he was first told about the training exercise by his commander a week before he drove the vehicle away from Fort Pickett Tuesday night. Was it a tank? It was a large armored vehicle that you'd see driving through the streets of Iraq, perhaps. Where's my truck? Uh, some soldiers took it out to get it washed, sir. I've always thought, if you can get a tank home and, and survive the 48-hour rule, you ought to get to keep it. <laughs> a spokesman for the Virginia National Guard denies his claim, of course. Guard spokesman A.A. A. Cotton Purier said Yabut was not authorized to drive the carrier off Fort Pickett to any location for any reason. Uh, he did drive it for a while in downtown Richmond before being arrested. He drove it nearly 60 miles from Fort Pickett to downtown Richmond, and that arrest came after police had to chase the vehicle. Court documents said Yabut was glassy-eyed and disoriented when he was taken into custody. The complaint said uh, it uh, was indicative of opioid use. Uh, Yabut, who spoke to the Associated Press from a psychiatric hospital, has denied he was under the influence of drugs and says he's being held against his will. Uh, and stop sticks just weren't going to cut it, huh? No. <laughs> An actor who appeared in a YouTube crime show has been found stabbed to death in his Bronx apartment. Do you know there were YouTube television shows? I, I did know. not. I was know. unaware of this. I was. I was hoping there was going to be one for good deeds, but that's right. Forgot not, about that. Authorities say 40-year-old Tyrone Fleming, who played Ty Banga on the drama web series 848, was found dead around 5:30 last night. Concerned co-workers had contacted his family after he failed to show up at his job at Con Edison. When his fiance went to check on him, she found his body blocking the front door of his apartment. He had been stabbed in the back, according to CBS New York. New York City police haven't named a suspect, but they say they do have unreleased video of a man wearing dark clothing entering the victim's apartment. They say the suspect may have exited through a window. Because there were no signs of forced entry, police reportedly think the victim may have known his killer. 848, which reportedly garners almost 100,000 views per episode, sometimes does depict violent storylines, the station says, but... Friends say Fleming wasn't violent in real life, saying he was a good man and a hardworking dad of two. Friends say they didn't think the killing was related to the series. Friend Calvin Kennedy said to lose him is just terribly devastating. And today would have been Prince's 60th birthday. And Warner Brothers Records has announced the release of a new Prince album that's coming up. Company said today that Piano and a Microphone 1983 from Prince's Vault will be released on September 21st on CD, vinyl, and digital formats. 
Warner Brothers says the album features Prince working through nine tracks in a private rehearsal recording at his now-demolished home studio in the Minneapolis suburb of Chanhassen. Among the songs... What do you mean, now demolished? Wait a minute, yeah. They uh, took down the studio, I thought. Oh, it is they... in this place that's now a museum? Uh, correct. Well, yeah. why wouldn't wouldn't that be the centerpiece of, of a Prince museum? Well, yeah, I, it should. Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure about that All part right. now that you brought it up. Among the songs, uh, Strange Relationships, 17 Days, a cover of Joni Mitchell's A Case of You, International Lover, uh, Lover, and Purple Rain, which, of course, became the title song of his next album in 1984, also included Prince performing the classic gospel song, Mary, Don't You Weep, that is due for release later this year. Okay, and he'd be 60 today. That's correct. All right. Uh, Dave Dahl. Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. Here's Dave Dahl. We're at 74 degrees out there. Beautiful afternoon. Some high thin clouds kind of rolling in. Showers basically south and west of the Minnesota River from Mankato up toward Montevideo, southwestward all the way down to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Those scattered showers are going to uh, continue to kind of weaken, fade away, but more developing tonight. So I think we'll have spotty showers and a few thunderstorms, especially after dark. But a few of those could occur before that time. So if you're heading out this evening, take the umbrella just in case. The overnight low down to 64. Tomorrow, scattered showers and a few thunderstorms on and off throughout the day. They're going to favor the early part of the day and again later in the afternoon. High temperature right around 78 and it will be more humid again tomorrow. Saturday, a pretty good day. Starts with maybe some scattered showers, but then it dries up fairly soon. 80 for the high Saturday afternoon. Sunday still the pick of the weekend with a high of 81 and partly cloudy skies. Monday is the hot day, getting up close to 90. Some afternoon thunderstorms could become strong by Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Again, today going for a high, Joe, right around 80. Right now we're at 74. Thank you. Uh, Tim, go ahead, please. So you guys were asking about whether or not Prince's studio got uh, torn down. Yeah. He had a house about a quarter of a mile, maybe a half a mile away from Paisley Park that he that they tore down just one day, just decided to take it down. Okay. He had a guard shack there. He used to ride his bike from Chanhassen to his house to Paisley Park. Okay, thank you. During the break, Johnny Height came in and confirmed that that studio was adjacent to the house and was taken down in 05. Yeah, it doesn't stand to reason that anything at Paisley Park would have been demolished. Right. Say, you're looking for something to do with the kids this summer? Yeah, I really am. They're getting older, but they're still needy. Well, uh, the St. Paul uh, Public Library is going to be celebrating (laughs) with uh, drag story hours. Oh, so I could bring, okay, what do we do? Well, you drag performers will regale families with glitz, glamour, and stories about acceptance and exclusion. Oh, St. Paul Public Library will host three drag story hours for families in June and July. Each event will feature two performers who will read stories, sing songs, and strut their stuff for an over-the-top story hour. All ages are welcome. Bring a little kid. Come on down. Drag pushes people to break boundaries and explore creativity, said Chad Campy, founder and director of Flip Phone. I don't know what that means. At a very young age, we are taught to embrace our differences. Drag not only provides an opportunity to embrace who we are, it allows us uh, to broadcast and share who we are with the world. Gotcha. No, but I'm not interested in you. But I have to pay for this I'm BS. just trying to get a Curious George and the man with the yellow hat I have book. to pay for this. 
June 11th uh, at 5 o'clock. That'll be at the Rondo Library on Dale Street. That features Utica and Sasha Cassidine. I really would like to see... I'd like to see who goes, who attends. June 16th at the Riverview Library at 1 o'clock. That features Blaise Bordeaux and Fiona Fierce. Ah. Sounds like the fireworks queen, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. June 11th at the George Latimer Central Library. We have Anya DeGrant and Damien Deluxe. Okay. They're in drag. And and we're going to spend some more money because the library will live stream the June 11 event at Rondo on Facebook. Stay tuned to the library's Twitter and Facebook accounts for more information. Okay. In addition to Drag Story Hour. What do we do? What do you get? Patrons can find a selection of staff-recommended materials on the library's website for Pride, including a fun primer on drag culture with recommended DVDs, books, and online resources. Are we just supposed to make the kids aware of it or shove it down their throat? We Belong Together is the library's inclusivity campaign launched in early 2017 in response to the Trump administration's so-called travel ban. Grounded in the American Library Association's Bill of Rights, the campaign positions the library as a cornerstone of a thriving St. Paul, welcoming people of all ages and cultures, strengthening neighborhoods and learning networks, and inspiring all with the world of ideas. Yeah, okay. I've said for ages... That the modern librarian is is the is a frontline foot soldier of the mystery, and I I continue to believe that this isn't the library that I knew, uh, uh, nor nor uh, am I suggesting it should be the library of fifty years ago. But uh, God knows what the taxpayers are on the hook for for this stuff, and uh, you know it's one thing to. Uh, well, I don't. Where does drag fit into the many? Uh, what is, what does drag have to do with uh, gender identity issues? I, 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 I don't know. Nor do I feel any uh, moral or ethical oblig or any fiduciary obligation to provide that uh, knowledge to uh, kids who might want to wander in off the street. I, I don't know what goes through the mind of the modern librarian, but they are. They are frontline foot soldiers of the mystery. There's not a doubt in my mind. <clears throat> Just a minute. Okay. Got a thing there. Uh, St. Paul Library will join other metro area libraries in celebrating Pride Month at the 2018 Twin Cities Pride Festival on June 23-24 in Loring Park. Stop by the library's booth for book recommendations, information about resources, and free stuff. Okay. I'm not I'm not aware enough to draw the distinction uh, between uh, homosexuality and and the drag life. Okay. I. I you mean you I don't have to I be a homosexual I, to be so in drag? So I might as well not go there because okay. I don't know the distinction. I don't know either. But I, I, and I didn't know until today that I was paying for this. What obligation? Do we have to make young and old aware of drag and 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 to teach them to not? Well, isn't drag essentially uh, guys that dress up like ladies, right. put lipstick on, and it, do stuff? So it's theater in in a sense. Yeah, they vaudeville. You know the new vaudeville. I guess. But why do I have <laughs> to pay for that? 
I think it's fine that libraries want to uh, celebrate Pride Month, okay? Yeah, okay. What Give are you going to do? Give We're all that. our yep. brothers and sisters, okay? Yep. I get it. In. But what 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 the hell do I have to pay uh, for drag performances for? Uh, I don't know. And Staff, then, anyone? And then anyone? where is the... Can you imagine asking a librarian that question? First of all, they wouldn't respond to us. They don't listen to Garage Logic. And two... Uh, what this does suggest to me is that the modern librarian had best be well-versed in uh, books, DVDs, and recommendations about the drag culture. For what For what reason? Just give me a book about Mark Twain, you know. Right, but that's... Where do you draw the line, then, where someone should learn or not have any predisposed feelings about a certain type of, of or group? Maybe, maybe, maybe the argument for this is that... Uh, uh, this helps break down uh, barriers that uh, are not uh, uh, conducive uh, to uh, why the people be welcoming uh, to each other. I don't know. Okay, if I saw somebody in drag, I would think. Remember, Pat saw Miss Richfield. Yeah, I think wasn't that somebody in drag? I don't know. And, and it, you know what? It, so you see Miss Richfield, and you go, "How you doing?" You know, you got a good bit going. I don't know. I, aren't there better ways to explore creativity than drag? Than drag? Well, if you're if you can, can sing, you even get a book at these libraries anymore? I'm not being facetious. Is it all now just technology, computers, uh, DVDs, uh, social media? Can you walk in there and get to kill a mockingbird? Or would the modern librarian find that offensive? Probably would find that offensive, but maybe uh, maybe a, a lesser known book that uh, is maybe on their employee list. Marge from the library says this is a good one. University of Garage Logic, ninety eight, College of Self Esteem, zip, not a nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I do not have the 55-inch TCL flat screen on to the Twins game because I'm trying to do a radio show. Uh, what is the score? Do we know where we are in the game? Currently, the local nine is up 7-2, to two, and we are in the top of the seventh inning. Well, this game might be over by three. Uh, you might. When miss- I will turn on the TCL 55-inch flat screen... For the golf tournament, the St. Jude Classic. My guess is uh, this will not make it to 3 o'clock. No, it's flying along, right, isn't it? Right. All right. So 7-2 to two Twins and uh, top of the 7th. Then the Angels come in for the weekend set. Yep. All right. So let's make sure we get this uh, get this win this afternoon. <clears throat> uh, Patrick will be joining us at 3, apparently. I thought he was at the ballpark, but people tell me he was in the building. I thought Reavers was, was at the ballpark, but people tell me he's... Uh, He's got some school activities because I guess kids graduate these days from uh, nursery school. I guess they have a cap and gown and and the whole deal. Nice. Okay. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 75 degrees and there's much more GL ahead. Stay tuned.